Good evening, everyone. This is episode 80.5 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. This is what I'm going to call a mini episode um, where I kind of catch up on things. This is actually going to be something different, uh, kind of like a spinoff of the podcast that's still going to come out in between episodes, uh, essentially. So uh, what it's going to be, there's going to be uh, a bunch of these mini episodes and if you download them all, you'll get the bigger picture of what I'm going to do here. Every other week, I'm going to bring you one of these mini-sodes. And what that's going to be like is I'm going to read you a chapter from a book. And every other week, you'll get the next chapter and so on and so on until the book is done. Uh, we'll see how this goes, see if uh, everyone likes it. Um, I like to read to my kids at night and, and give them stories and stuff. So I thought this would be something cool. I just made my own audiobook. So, um, <clears throat> I don't own the book, but, uh, we're going to read it. It'll be fun. You can, uh, share it around the campfire, man. Do whatever you have to do and it'll be pretty golden. So I'll hit the theme song and then we'll get started on our mini-sode. Here we go. <laughs> an older book this was around when i was a kid um and they've they've now made a motion major picture out of it and they got a sequel coming in october this is goosebumps um i'm starting to get my kid into goosebumps and stuff he's <clears throat> he's a little nervous because he gets scared and stuff but i think these would be pretty fun for him and uh, the one i'm going to read for you today this is actually number three in the series um this was the very first one that i ever read as a kid that got me into these novels um and I thought it'd be fun to kind of revisit. I haven't read it since I was a kid. This is uh, called Monster Blood. So, um, yeah, I'll take a, take a deep breath here in a second. And um, let's start with chapter one. I don't want to stay here. Please don't leave me here. Evan Ross tugged his mother's hand, trying to pull her away from the front stoop of the small gray shingled house. Mrs. Ross turned to him, an impatient frown on her face. Evan, you're 12 years old. Don't act like an infant, she said, freeing her hand from his grasp. I hate when you say that, Evan exclaimed, angrily crossing his arms in front of his chest. Softening her expression, she reached out and ran her hand tenderly through Evan's curly, carrot-colored hair. And I hate when you do that, he cried, backing away from her, nearly stumbling over a broken flagstone in the walk. Don't touch my hair. I hate it. Okay, so you hate me, his mother said with a shrug. She climbed up the two steps and knocked on the front door. You still have to stay here till I get back. Why can't I come with you? Evan demanded, keeping his arms crossed. Just give me one good reason. Your sneaker is untied, his mother replied. So? Evan replied unhappily. I like him untied. You'll trip, she warned. Mom, Evan said, rolling his eyes in exasperation. Have you ever seen anyone trip over his sneakers because they were untied? Well, no, his mother admitted, a smile slowly forming on her pretty face. You just want to change the subject, Evan said, not smiling back. 
You're going to leave me here for weeks with a horrible old woman and... Evan, that's enough, Mrs. Ross snapped, tossing back her straight blonde hair. Catherine is not a horrible old woman. She's your father's aunt, your great aunt, and she's... She's a total stranger, Evan cried. He knew he was losing control, but he didn't care. How could his mother do this to him? How could she leave him with some old lady he hadn't seen since he was two? What was he supposed to do here all by himself until his mother got back? Evan, we've discussed this a thousand times, his mother said impatiently, pounding on his aunt's front door again. This is a family emergency. I really expect you to cooperate a little better. Her next words were drowned out by Trigger, Evan's cocker spaniel, who stuck his tan head out of the back window of the rented car and began barking and howling. Now he's giving me a hard time too, Mrs. Ross exclaimed. Can I let him out? Evan asked eagerly. I guess you'd better, his mother replied. <clears throat> Trigger's so old, we don't want him to have a heart attack in there. I, I just hope he doesn't terrify Catherine. I'm coming, Trigger, Evan called. He jogged to the gravel driveway and pulled open the car door. With an excited yip, Trigger leapt out and began running in wide circles around Catherine's small rectangular front yard. He doesn't look like he's twelve, Evan said, watching the dog run and smiling for the first time that day. See, you'll have Trigger for company, Mrs. Ross said, turning back to the front door. I'll be back from Atlanta in no time, a couple of weeks at the most. I'm sure your dad and I can find a house in that time, and then we'll be back before you even notice we're gone. Yeah, sure, Evan said sarcastically. The sun dipped down behind a large cloud. A shadow fell over the small front yard. Trigger wore himself out quickly and came panting up the walk, his tongue hanging nearly to the ground. Evan bent down and petted the dog's back. He looked up at the gray house as his mother knocked on the front door again. It looked dark and uninviting. There were curtains drawn over the upstairs windows. One of the shutters had come loose and was resting at an odd angle. Mom, why are you knocking? he asked shoving his hands into his jean pockets. You said Aunt Catherine was totally deaf. Oh, his mother's face reddened. You got me so upset, Evan, with all your complaining, I completely forgot. Of course she can't hear us. How am I going to spend two weeks with a strange old lady who can't even hear me? Evan wondered glumly. He remembered eavesdropping on his parents two weeks earlier when they had made the plan. They were seated across from each other at the kitchen table. They thought Evan was out in the backyard, but he was in the hallway, his back pressed against the wall, listening. His father, he learned, was reluctant to leave Evan with Catherine. She's a very stubborn old woman, Mr. Ross had said. Look at her, deaf for 20 years and she's refused to learn sign language or to even lip-read. How's she going to take care of Evan? She took good care of you when you were a boy, Mrs. Ross argued. That was 30 years ago, Mr. Ross protested. Well, we have no choice, Evan heard his mother say. There's no one else to leave him with. Everyone else is away on vacation. You know, August is just the worst month for you to be transferred to Atlanta. Well, excuse me, Mr. Ross said sarcastically. Okay, okay, discussion closed. You're absolutely right, dear. We have no choice. Catherine, it is. You'll drive Evan there, and then we'll fly down to Atlanta. <clears throat> It'll be a good experience for him, Evan heard his mother say. He needs to learn how to get along under difficult circumstances. You know, moving to Atlanta, leaving all his friends behind, that isn't going to be easy on Evan either. Okay. I said okay, Mr. Ross said impatiently. It's settled. Evan will be fine. Catherine is a bit weird, but she's perfectly harmless. Evan heard the kitchen chairs scraping across the linoleum, indicating that his parents were getting up. Their discussion ended. His fate was sealed. Silently, he had made his way out the front door and around to the backyard to think about what he had just overheard. 
He leaned against the trunk of a big maple tree which hid him from the house. It was his favorite place to think. Why didn't his parents ever include him in their discussions, he wondered. If they were going to discuss leaving him with some old aunt he'd never seen before, shouldn't he at least have a say? He learned all the big family news by eavesdropping from the hallway. It just wasn't right. Evan pulled a small twig off the ground and tapped it against the broad tree trunk. Aunt Catherine was weird. That's what his dad had said. She was so weird his father didn't want to leave Evan with her. But they had no choice. No choice. Maybe they'll change their minds and take me to Atlanta with them, Evan thought. Maybe they'll realize they can't do this to me. But now, two weeks later, he was standing in front of Aunt Catherine's gray house, feeling very nervous, staring at the brown suitcase filled with his belongings which stood beside his mother on the stoop. There's nothing to be scared of, he assured himself. It's only for two weeks, maybe less. But then, the words popped out before he'd even had a chance to think about them. Mom, what if Aunt Catherine is mean? Huh? The question caught his mother by surprise. Mean? Why would she be mean, Evan? And as she said this, facing Evan with her back to the house, the front door was pulled open and Aunt Catherine, a large woman with startling black hair, filled the doorway. Staring past his mother, Evan saw the knife in Catherine's hand, and he saw that the blade of the knife was dripping with blood. All right, man, and that is the end of the first chapter of our new series here. Uh, Goosebumps, Monster Blood. Um, what'd you guys think? Uh, let me know. Um, we'll be doing this, like I said, every other week until the book's finished. And once you, you have that, you can download them all and play it all as one book if, you, if you'd like. So um, let me know. Let me know if this is working for you. This is kind of my new format for the season four of the, the show. Um, just kind of want to get stuff out there, and this is kind of helping get stuff out there so uh, you can contact me on facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay or um at just at gmail.com where i'll answer all your emails and questions and comments there i also have merchandise at cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise um, i'm also on instagram at uh, kissmember 34 so go ahead and check that out have you guys have yourselves a week and i will catch you guys next time <laughs>